Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Welcome, everybody. Dr. Ron Oberstein, president of Life Chiropractic College West, and welcome to another edition of our Life by Life West. Uh, today, uh, of course, I'm a co-host with my co-host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. <laughs> welcome, Mary. Hi. And happy anniversary. We just celebrated our how many years? 36. 36 years of uh, happily ever after matrimony. And, uh, you know, people have been texting me the last day. It was yesterday that we celebrated and saying, what's wrong? How has she kept you that long? Which I don't know. I'm not asking because <laughs> I don't want to know the answer because I just hope you keep me for another 36. Um, but thank you, Mary. And uh, and today we have a very special guest coming at us from York, Pennsylvania, uh, just by Amish country, I believe, up there in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And we have Dr. Adam Harcourt. Welcome, Dr. Adam. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let me give our, just for our viewers, I'll give you a little glimpse of Dr. Adam. He is a 2013 Life West graduate. Uh, he's done amazing things, which I'll tell you about in a second. He In 2014, he's got, he got his diplomat uh, in functional neurology from the Carrick Institute. Uh, he also, after graduation, went down, set up his first practice in Santa Barbara and had that rolling. And then in 2019, decided to set his second practice up while keeping his first practice in Beverly Hills, California. And right now he is in his third practice in York, Pennsylvania. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, he's uh, teaches, uh, he teaches, he wrote a book called... Um, Mastering Migraines, and uh, uh, you can probably find it on Amazon. We'll ask Dr. Adam where you can get it. Uh, he also teaches a 150-hour course for the Carrick Institute and the same thing along migraines. He's a pretty much a, a migraine expert. Uh, but I got to tell you something really cool is he's a fourth-generation chiropractor. Uh, his great-grandfather graduated in 1923, 100 years ago, in absolutely Blows my mind, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but a fourth generation chiropractor, and uh, we're really excited to, to dive into this stuff, Dr. Adam. So uh, we're so glad if uh, we're glad you're here with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mary, I don't know. You can start. I can start. I got a million questions that I want to ask. Well, I do too. Um, I mean, normally when we have like chiro kids on, mm -hmm. I love to ask like how chiropractic found you because a lot of the paths aren't like a direct line, like people think, but being fourth generation, I just got to ask, like, how, you know, did you always know you're going to be a chiropractor? Like, how did that even come about? Yeah, uh, uh, no, <laughs> short answer is no. And okay. uh, my dad was always really good about it. You know, he never pushed me into anything. And, um, you know, I eventually got to the point, well, this was off topic, but before I decided on uh, getting into healthcare, I was actually, uh, I went to school to be a commercial diver. And so we did some diving in the Gulf of Mexico and, um, and then worked inland for a while, which was a completely different field. But, uh, that was, that was before chiropractic. 
And then um, when I decided that I want to get into healthcare, I kind of shadowed everywhere. I looked at dentistry, I looked at emergency medicine. And I guess, you know, for me, it was just growing up in that chiropractic kind of mindset that I knew I didn't like emergency medicine because I, I was not in love with cutting and blood and it just wasn't my thing. And, and I knew it wasn't. But then when I looked at other forms of healthcare, looking at longer term care, chronic conditions, things like that, again, growing up in a chiropractic family, I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense that they're you know treating this with that you know, medicine or whatever. And so I kind of reluctantly was like, all right, I guess I'll get into chiropractic. And, um, but what I, I did find, and this was actually, uh, everything works out, you know, for a reason. And like, I think the first week I was at LifeWest, I, you know, uh, got introduced to Dr. Carrick and, and the functional neurology. And I was like, that is super cool stuff. Like I, I, I'm interested in that. And, you know, that journey has been great because it really helped me understand chiropractic in such a more profound way and, uh, appreciate what it is that we do. So that's, that's how I ended up here. Yeah, and, I, and Adam, I also think probably somewhere, because it, it's very common with Cairo kids, you know, that they don't, you know, go, oh, yeah, some some know it from, you know, when they're, you know, two years old and others just kind of, you know, it, they know it's always there. So they're looking for what's different. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I told, totally get it. We, you know, I mean, one of our daughters was very, two of them were very much like that. And and it was just so mm-hmm. cool to watch their path. But you know, I think with you, your your great grandfather would have reached up and probably slapped you upside the head, you know, or or at least on the atlas to be able to say, "Dude, what are you doing?" You know, carry on the carry on the tradition. You know, <laughs> my, my son's in the other category. He he tells everybody all the time. He's like, "I want to be a functional neurologist like Daddy. That's what I want to do." And and I keep I almost keep dissuading him the other way. <laughs> I'm like, "Are you sure? Like, you know, you're young." He's like, "Nope, I'm I'm on board." All right. Well, wow. How old is your son? Uh, he's seven and a half. So seven and a half. Actually, he does like an online charter school. So half the time he'll come into my office and he'll do school. And in the meantime, I'll have him do therapies or run my diagnostics or <laughs> do whatever. So wow. he knows how to run a D2 and uh, do posturography and all this stuff. So it's uh, it's a good time. I tell you, I love those child labor laws in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. They're <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so, like, what was some of the history? Like, the, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you you knew your grandfather, right? I would hope, um, you know. But what was some of the history that you heard for like back in the days? You know, even so your grandfather. I, I got kind of crazy story for you. And I, I didn't even tell you this when we talked the last time. Is so my great grandfather. The reason he got into it was because of the whole flu pandemic in 1918, and that was they didn't know why, but a lot of people were doing better if they saw a chiropractor and. So all these people were getting licensed. He saw his family uh, do well. And he goes, well, I don't know what they're doing, but it looks cool. Let's go do that. And so he set up a practice in Indiana. And he was in practice for about, I want to say 20, 25 years. I did some research on it. And um, he made it to about uh, the mid-40s, I believe. And then when my grandpa got his license or his uh, graduated, they weren't giving out any more licenses in Indiana for chiropractic at that time. I don't know why. That's just... So, and so they moved east to Pennsylvania, where he set up a practice um, after five years of associating. He set up a practice in 1955 in North Pennsylvania. And in the 80s, my dad, my grandpa, and or my dad, my uncles, two uncles, bought the practice from my grandpa. And they took over in like 83, 84, and he kind of semi-retired. Um, and so then my one uncle went back to medical school. So he does both. He does like uh, both chiropractic and, and medicine and then my other one moved uh, moved away and so he's he's in florida i believe and so my dad's you know been there about 40 years now 
And but the practice has been there since 1955. But the, the craziest story, and this is a very unfortunate story, but it's from back in the 40s, so we're, we're okay. Um, but my gra- great-grandfather was one of the reasons we now have the automatic uh, crossing signs at train tracks. Because on Christmas, there was no indications, no nothing. Christmas Eve, they're driving across, don't see anything, boom, gets hit by a train. And he was like the eighth one in the last like three or four months. And so that's what really started the ball. I'm like, hey, maybe we should put some like crossing signs or something in front of the the uh, the railroad. So that's actually the main reason I never met my Greek grandfather. That is so, that's amazing. It's wow. Crazy. Uh, but I found that out from doing uh, like a ancestry type thing. And you look up some uh, some newspaper articles and it was front page news and crazy stuff. So uh, very, very. Where good. did he graduate from? Uh, they all went to national. All okay. great grandpa, grandpa uh, my uh, my dad, my uncles, and when I was looking around, uh, I I really liked what life was doing, and so I told him I was thinking about Life West. He's like, go that. <laughs> he was he was like, I like what they're doing out there. He's like, they you know I, I think that's a good idea. So uh, they all did national, but they were very encouraging. Of, right. Uh, California. right, and then where did and then so right now you're in Pennsylvania, and your dad's in Pennsylvania. He's about sixteen blocks away, same street. Oh my. Gosh. Yeah. So he, it's pretty cool too, because when I, so I've been teaching for the Carrick Institute since about 2015, 2016. And I keep kept trying to get him into it. It's like, nah, I'm getting too old. I'm going to retire by the time I get it, whatever. And so then when I created the migraine program, I'm like, come on, like it's my program. You gotta, it's gotta come down. So he came down to Florida. He took the entire migraine program and loved it. <laughs> Just, he had, he's like, this stuff is so cool. And uh, so he started, you know, getting insufflators and peripheral nerve stimulators and all this stuff because I was out in California. And so, you know, he was playing around with it and stuff. And then as soon as I moved back, he's like, all right, good. I'm sending all of those people to you. <laughs> you deal with it. <laughs> so um, he does, you know, he's been in practice 40 years. So he's an amazing adjuster, great chiropractor. And so um, they also have some cool technology, software stuff. And so I sent a ton of chronic pain patients down to him and, they send, you know, all their migraine, concussion, dizziness, uh, dystonia type patients to me. So uh, it's it's wonderful. It's been really fun to track. Wow. I, I feel like we could, we need to send a crew to you and do like a, a four hour like production where you just tell stories about like your grandfather, your great grandfather, you know what I'm saying? Like you just. Well, actually, you know. really weird. I, I, the practice that he has now, the upstairs, what my entire life was my grandparents' house like their apartment because they retired to the apartment upstairs and until my grandma passed away uh, four or five years ago that's what it was and so you know eventually they remodeled it now they use it as office space and all that but you know i grew up playing chess with my grandpa and you know those rooms and you know now, now it's weird to see you know all this technology and, and modern living because you know yeah. grandma from the the 60s basically with all the, the old carpets and the, the frilly doilies and all this stuff and you know, now it's all clean and nice. And so it, it's been an interesting kind of progression over the last uh, 70 years or so that it's been there. Wow. Well, here's the cool thing, Mary. Uh, Adam will be at the college this mm-hmm. coming quarter uh, speaking at Friday's seminar, probably doing a lunch. So we will get some, we'll get time to get some tape with you, Adam. And oh, uh, we'll stick you in the museum. <laughs> we have a great museum. We have Dee Dee Palmer. Right, come on. <laughs> not, 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 not for you, but for the history of your family, right? And right. and uh, we have Dee Dee Palmer's very first office completely reconstructed. Really, at Life West now? Same, yeah, at Life West. Same oh. carpet 
that he used. Exact same carpet, except that it wasn't born, you know, it wasn't made then, but same exact one from the same company in Iowa, but, you know, same pattern, everything exactly the same. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that done. We'll get that done. That's exciting, man. That's so cool. I want to shift gears for a second and kind of (laughs) building practices because obviously, you know, you build three practices, right? You know, in the span of 10 years, um, you know, weathered through a pandemic, which we don't really have to talk about. But, you know, it's like and what I get is that which is so cool is that the work you do is so specialized that, you know, you've got chiropractors referring to you, probably medical doctors referring to you, you know, that you can take care of with chiropractic care, get their neurology, you know, back functioning, you know, functioning, you know, and then, you know, you can send them back over and, you know, I'm sure they still stay under chiropractic care along the way, but it's just so cool. But, you know, what were some of the struggles and, 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 and triumphs, you know, that, that you kind of had over the three practices that you set up? Well, we're going to need a much longer podcast if we're going to. I know, I know. Pick a couple <laughs> highlights. How's that? Uh, I'll try to yeah keep it short. Well, um, I mean, I will say I, I had a huge leg up having my dad in practice for so long, and I feel like what I was able to do, even in neurospace, I there's no way without having kind of the the, the foundation of what my dad has already kind of taught me, right? Because he had been in practice at that point, twenty eight, thirty years or something like that, and so everything from you know, how do you do day ones to how do you do reports to what do you do with insurance and like all this stuff. I had such a good kind of baseline understanding of that, um, that instead of having to fail a bunch of times to get that part done, yeah. he had already kind of got me to that. Right. And so then when I started, I had a, a baseline idea of what I wanted to do. And so I started as more of a traditional chiropractic practice, even though I started as a purely neuro practice. It's just, you know, when people see DC, chiropractor, great. And so I did a lot more low back neck stuff. And for me, what ended up happening was, I, I think I got a really good advice from one of my business coaches, which also was a mistake. I, when I first got out, I, I go, I was like, well, if I'm going to get a business coach, I need to know how I can do on my own. And I'm going to wait a year and all that, which was a giant mistake because uh, mm-hmm. once I started working with them, th- things picked up so quickly because I'm not a business guy. I didn't go to business school. Right. And so the the insights that they had, when you look back are like, duh, you know, of course, those, that's how you would do things. But as a chiropractor, as a doctor, that, that's not where my head was at. And so I started out and, I, you know, I just thought we were going to get you know, all these patients right away and this, it was going to be you know, relatively easy. And so they gave me some good advice that said almost everyone that starts a business, whether it's a practice, they wildly overestimate what they can do in the short term and wildly underestimate what they can do in the long term. And I found that to just be true over and over and over again, um, even with the new practice I have here is it if you lay the foundation and you do things properly, you're not going to start out the first month with a full book. Maybe, maybe not even the first six months. That's not how it goes. But if you're providing good services and you continually stay up with, with uh, the work, eventually people just start showing up. It's kind of this weird, like a snowball rolling down the hill type thing. And so I will say the first year I went to every networking event I could possibly show up to. We went to breakfast in the morning. We went to happy hours at night. We went to lunch and learns during the day. Like I would just meet people everywhere. I did talks at the hospitals. And that first year I felt like, man, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm just not getting this many people. But as that kept going, now people that I talked to a year or two ago, hey, I remember you, but now I have this issue. I'm going to show up. Or yeah, I heard about you here, but then it took the next four times that I saw you to end up coming in and actually using your services. So um, I think the big mistake a lot of people make early on 
is they think they're going to hustle, 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 and it's just going to blow up. Like it will, but you got to let that snowball roll down the hill by itself. And you can't just be upset when you're putting in all this work and you're not seeing results because it's growing. It's like, you know, I, I always hear the cliche, like, you know, if you plant a seed, it'd be silly to expect an oak tree to grow in two seconds. Very cliche, but also when it comes to business, very true. So um, that was how we started Santa Barbara. And then uh, you guys may know this this handsome fellow that uh, helped me start Beverly Hills, Dr. Uh, Dr. Perman. Yeah, and, Dr. Dan, man. Dr. Dan's my man. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, our, he's our functional neurologist at the at the Nexus Brain Center at LifeWest. I'm so excited to check it out uh, because I can't think of a better person to be in, in that role. He's you know, he's brilliant. Um, but I was lucky enough to start working with him pretty much right out of school. Uh, he did a phenomenal job in Santa Barbara. And so when we opened Beverly Hills, I said, hey, man, you want to kind of run this thing? Sure. So uh, he did a fantastic job down there when we uh, we opened up. But even with that one, you can you can talk to him. For the first six months, I would drive back and forth to Santa Barbara about three, four times a week. Him and I would meet with every single doctor you can imagine. Dentist, ophthalmologist, chiropractors, medical doctors, surgeon, anybody that would meet with us, we would have lunch with them. And I'll tell you, that first six months, again, didn't feel like anything was happening. But by the time we left, man, we we didn't have enough space to get in all the people that were trying to do exams and came in from car accidents. And uh, we had a huge attorney network and it was, it was just amazing. Um, but again, that didn't happen overnight. It happened from a lot of work that just kept going and you just do good work, right? And that's that's kind of uh, eventually where you get to. Now there's ways to shortcut it. You guys, you know, I'm sure there's business stuff for that. But um, yeah, that's, that's- It's interesting too, because, you know, I mean, I, it's a lot of graduates, you know, they graduate and then they go, they get out, they get into practice, whether they're open their own like you did, or they become an associate or whatever they do, or, or an independent contractor, I should say. And they think like just because they have a degree on their wall that people are going to flock to them, you know, and it's just, you know, yeah. and they get out of the bubble, you know, of chiropractic college, you know, where they're where everybody thinks the same. Everyone's kind of moving in the same direction, though. You know, they might have different strokes that they're swimming in the water, but they're but they're all moving in the same direction. And and then they realize, oh, my God, it's a different world out here. You know, but I love what you said, because if you don't put the energy in, if you don't put the time in, you know, you've got it yeah you've got to you know the, you the 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 motion you know that you put in you know create something that starts stirs the pot and then all of a sudden you know you can go out and give talks and do whatever get nothing from it and then out of nowhere you get all these patients that come in and you know you go oh wow that other stuff didn't work well yeah it did work because you yeah. got to put the time in you know it's it's really it's just what it's about yeah and it but used to be when we started, it was something like six or seven touches before people are interested in engaging. Now with all social media and stuff, it's up to like 11 or 12. Yeah. So realistically, I, you know, I, I would tell my associates and stuff, I say, look, you got to do all this stuff because if you see somebody once, don't expect them to come in. I said, they need to have so many interactions with us to the point where it's like, well, I guess I got to go in now because I've seen them everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's why we would, we would do so many different things is because we wanted you know, we wanted people that needed our services to get it, right? That was the big thing. And so we ended up, another thing for us is when I got out, you know, like many people, I'm so excited about what we do. I can help everybody and do everything. And what you find out really quickly is if you can help anyone, everyone, no one thinks that they need your help. And the it's mm-hmm. the specificity that ended up being big. Now, not right away, because I wasn't good at this stuff right away. And so, but what I found out is, okay, 
I can do this one thing a little bit better, right? I'm pretty good at this. So I'm going to start marketing just to these things. And what you find out is from a, a patient mindset, if you have, let's say, low back pain, right? You don't want to just go to general doctor who does whatever. You want to go do the low back pain guy. That's who you want to go to. And we found that out with, with migraines and concussion and stuff like that. They didn't want to go to, you know, their general neurologist or whatever. They wanted to go to the migraine guy. And so it was kind of counterintuitive for me again as a doctor, thinking, well, I pigeonhole myself. I'm never, you know, never going to be busy enough. But the funny thing is when you focus on one thing, you still end up getting tons of patients for other conditions. Yeah, they, of course. Of course. They will get other things. But now all the people that you really, really want to work with, now they're starting to seek you out. And that makes practice so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot more enjoyable. Mary, I'm, I'm like bursting at the seams. Um, one is like, I hope the lesson people hear, especially for this like younger generation of chiropractors is like when you're doing something and you think it's not working, <clears throat> stick to it. Because I see a lot of young chiropractors there. I tried this, I tried that. And it's like, how long did you try for? And they'll go like two weeks. Right. <laughs> so they're jumping from thing to thing. So hopefully with your success, what they're hearing is stick to it, You know, get some legs on this stuff. But I have one question that's burning is what percentage of your practice is migraine patients? So my my practice is almost exclusively migraine concussion. Okay. Um, okay. Last week, this is one from my dad, some lady called, and she's explaining what she has. And he goes, I'm not even going to see you like go see him. And it turned out it was like a spasmodic dystonia case where um, mm -hmm. she, she has like her SCM essentially just constantly does this like all the time. And so I, I always tell people when you have weird neuro stuff that you're not really sure what's going on, they just kind of find their way in yeah. here. Um, but I would say like today, for example, like 80% of my patients today were migraine. And on a normal week, I would say it's like 60% migraine, 30% concussion, and then 10% dizziness and other. Yeah, but you, you know something, and Mary, you brought up a good point, and Adam, you just talked about that. You know, you have a specific avatar. You know, and I get that I get someone comes in with other stuff, you know, they can come in with something happening and you're going to take care of them, you know, but 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 you have an avatar that you that that you have modeled right and um and obviously taught a course on teaches you know did 150 hour of coursework on it for a diplomat and also you know wrote a book on but you have an avatar or you know an avatar that is migraine concussion whatever you know three things and i think it's important because i think people get out and practice and don't really have an avatar and mm -hmm. and also you don't have to it's that's not all you take care of but that's who you project, you know, and, and that's what's in your mind, you know, and I think that's super important because how many people just, you know, you're, you're migraine people refer migraine people, or you get known as that, right? And bingo, there it is. And just think of how many people you're keeping off of drugs and, and, and I'm talking about heavy duty drugs. We're not talking about Tylenol, right? Well, and here's, here's why I enjoy teaching and why I try to share as much of this information as often as I can. Like yesterday, I did a two hour webinar with the Oregon Chiropractic Association. And I just gave them as many gems as I possibly could in two hours. Because what I found out when I was doing the program is when you look at different disorders, the number one cause of disability in people under 50 in the entire world is low back pain, right? And chiropractors are pretty good at low back pain, right? But when you look at all the other ones, there's all these other things. And migraine was down at like seven, eight, something like that. But in the most recent uh, survey, they go, wait a minute, there's this other condition called medication overuse headache. 
And they figured out that over 99% of those patients, it was from migraine medications. And so they go, these are the same category. So when you put those together, migraine jumps up to the second leading cause of disability in the entire world for people under 50. Wow. So I could, I could work 24 seven and see 50 patients an hour and not even drop a, uh, there wouldn't even be a drop in the bucket of people that need our help. And so the thing is, I, I always encourage people, I say, I've had a lot of students that end up kind of doing the same thing I do where they specialize in this type of stuff. And I said, please do it and tell me what I can do to support you. Because when you look at the amount of money that is paid every single year when these people still have them, and then the ongoing, right? Because it happens every year. And then the number of medications that they're taking that are so unnecessary. Because one thing you find about migraine is almost every medication they put you on for quote unquote prevention, which is what it is, mm-hmm. is it's addressing a consequence of migraine, not migraine itself, right? And so they just throw different stuff at you. Like, well, maybe this beta blocker will help, or maybe this seizure medication will help or whatever. And it's just kind of like, man, I don't know. And the reality is if you understand the pathophysiology, then the approach to it can be a lot more tailored to that person. And so you look at the U.S., for example, in the U.S. alone, there's over 4 million chronic migraine sufferers, right? And chronic means more than 15 a month. Not more than what? How many? 15. 15. So you, because a lot of people talk about chronic migraine, like, oh, they've just had it forever and they get one a month. Chronic migraine has a very specific definition. It's more than 15 a month. There's over 4 million. And if you just look at people that have migraine in general, it's 38 million in the U.S. So um, there, there's a lot of people that need need our help. And, uh, you know, there's my, my big kind of pet peeve with migraine is I found out because I don't just teach chiropractors. We teach physical therapists and medical doctors and whatever. And what you find out is every single person that treats migraine tends to treat it for what they do and not for what migraine is. Yes. And so there's no good primary care doctor for migraine. And that's why, you know, when I come out in February, I'm going to try to make the case to say, look, as a chiropractor, you should be the PCP. And whether that takes research or advocacy or whatever, we need to, you know, get in that direction because we should be the number one people uh, taking care of migraine patients. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, I got some questions, but but shoot if you do. Well, I was going to say, it's wild to think with those statistics that if like every student, I'm not saying this would happen, every student who graduated from Life West became a specialist in treating migraines, we still wouldn't even, we wouldn't well, even make a dent. That is like scary and also just like kind of empowering in a way. Yeah, no, agreed. And that, uh, again, that's why I... That's, I, why, I, that's why you do what you do. We... We need, and that's just in the U.S. I have people fly in from all over. I get so many people from Canada uh, because one thing you find about the Canadian healthcare system is they're fantastic with black and white conditions, right? You break yeah. an arm, put a cast on, you got an infection, you take antibiotics. They're great, right? But when you yeah. get out to like what I call the gray area conditions, it, it's not set up for that. It's just it's they're not good enough. And so we have a ton of people from like I've had people over from London and from um, Abu Dhabi and from Canada and all over and. Again, I'm talking just numbers in the U.S. So now if you're practicing in Canada, whole other market. If you're practicing in U.K., whole other market. So they, they all need help too. Yeah, And Mary, I'm going to expand that because forget about Life West. If we, every chiropractic student right now, you know, uh, 12,000 students are roughly right now were to, mm-hmm. you know, specialize in that, we still would be a drop in the bucket. Like literally, I mean, it's just like a, you talk about a pandemic, man. This is like a, it's, 
it's nuts. And and I didn't know that. I didn't know it was the number one leading cause, you know, of of, of work disability. After, yeah, after low back. Yeah. Pain. yeah, 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 yeah. After yeah. Uh, yeah. And I gotta tell you, low back pain, I, and most chiropractors will tell you this. Oh, yeah, we're we're great with it. It's freaking boring. You know, that stuff is <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know, spend your whole day with low back pain. I mean, you know people people will leave and they're gonna and then they're gonna come back with low back pain but you get people with what you're talking about you know they'll, they'll do what they don't forget what it's like especially yeah. chronic i had no idea 15 a month i had no idea to me that's wow. that's that's more than chronic that's acutely chronic you know i mean the, the majority of my patients are having 15 20 30 migrants that's a almost month. Month. And, adam if i could ask you a question Tell and I know this might be a little bit off the cuff, but if you were to be, if you had, if you had like you know, fifteen seconds to answer this, because I don't, I only want one thing. What would be the number one kind of, uh, kind kind of cause that you see? I know there's a trillion of them, but what would be the major? If I was to say, pick pick the major one that cause for migraines. Well, no, there there is only one cause. Uh, it's genetic, um, and so this is we 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 spend. 25 hours going over the full pathophysiology, but the reality is when you you really look down to it, and this is still somewhat controversial, but when, when you look at it, it comes down to this, is they, they've they identified about 53 different genes that are associated with mind. And they keep looking for the, the magical. It's not that. What you find is out of all those 53 genes, they all control ion channels, right? Or, or basically the ability for the neuron to maintain its negativity inside uh, because your regular neuron should be negative 75, negative 70, whatever. And in every single migraine case, one or multiple of those um, those ionic channels are disrupted. And so what happens is you have certain areas in the brain that the resting membrane potential in those neurons gets closer and closer to the threshold and becomes what we call hyperexcitable. And so now you have too much stress, whether it's musculoskeletal stress, emotional stress, hormonal stress, nutritional stress, whatever it is. And it stresses that, that pool of neurons out too much. It becomes hyperexcitable, it fails, and you get symptoms. So if that's going on in one of the areas of the brain that inhibits head and face pain, well, then when that fails, you get head and face pain. But if it's going on in the area that controls dizziness or balance, well, now you have vestibular migraine. If it's in the area that controls vision, ocular migraine. If it's in the area that controls sensory information, hemiplegic migraine, right? So it's the exact same problem. It just happens in different areas of the brain. And so what we did is we said, wait, well, we can't fix the genes, right? You can't do that at this point. So what else can we do to make those pools of neurons more negative? And what you find out is that the majority of what makes a neuron negative is protein. Protein is negative. And how do you get more protein? Through stimulation. Okay. And so this is why migraine can be so frustrating is because the things that can be beneficial for that patient, if you do too much of it, will bring on a migraine. So perfect example, I get people all the time that come in from, uh, and they almost didn't want to come in and see me. They said, man, I went to a chiropractor. They adjusted me. I got a migraine. I'm never going back. And I, and I tell them, I look right at them, I go, that's great. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I go, no, that's awesome because it tells us that that pathway directly involved and directly stimulated the areas that we need to strengthen in your brain. It was just a little bit too much at this time. It's kind of like if you had a broken ankle, yeah, I want you to be able to run 10 miles, but that's not going to be the first exercise I give you, right? And so then we start off with lower form, like maybe arthrostim, uh, impulse, activator adjusting, and we work our way up. So when I can actually adjust, say, an upper cervical segment, and they tolerate it, they do well, they feel great, you're awesome. You're going to be in great shape. But knowing that that is how migraine works, 
helps you to kind of navigate what modalities you use and how much of them to use. Yeah. Hey, I got to do a plug, man. And, and, and just for our, all of our viewers, Adam teaches at Life West. He is a teacher <laughs> neurology. Doing it. You're an adjunct teacher, teaches a, an online course. And this is what we're trying to do. Bring these experts in like yourself to teach and show the functionality of what they're learning neurologically so they can, you know, take one plus one and have it equal two instead of having it equal about 3,400. And they don't even know how it got there, man. Uh, Adam, that it's amazing. And I told you from the beginning, before we even got on this, we're going to, it's going to go very, very quickly. And <laughs> And we're already like over our time threshold, which I'm thrilled about because it was just, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, I've got an idea and I think what we need to do, I know you do, you know, you do that 150 hour course, but I think we need to put together a, a CE course, um, you know, that an online CE course around this. So when you're out and when you're in, when you're at the college, uh, we're going to sit down and talk about that. Besides putting you in the DD Palmer office the original office of the museum where we're gonna we're gonna put a tape on you and have you talk about your grandparent your great your great grandfather your grandfather your dad and you by the way you got a picture show them that show, show our audience that picture I was yeah this was a gift from my dad when I graduated it was uh it was me and then my dad my grandpa and then that's my great grandpa there so uh, four generations I love it it's just cool, incredible cool present for uh this is about 10 years old now so I love it. Well, I, I, love I can't it. wait to see the picture of your son holding the picture of you holding the picture. <laughs> number five, baby, number five. Back, uh, before I moved back here, I helped my dad out for like a week. And we have a picture of my son holding that picture on the couch and my uh, dad. Oh, I love it. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we have we have reached our witching hour, but but we don't let any guests leave our life by life West without answering these two questions. And I know you don't, you don't know what they are. Um, oh. What we're going to ask you is we just want no more than a 30 second response, probably a 15, because we want it to be the first thing that pops up in your head to kind of okay. be there. So uh, Mary, you want to start? I'll start. Okay. With all of your vast knowledge and wisdom that you have now, if you could go back to Adam, just starting first quarter at life west and you could and you could talk to him what advice would you give him now oh that's a great question <laughs> first thing that pops up just knowing what you know yeah man um i think i think the main thing i would go back to what we talked about earlier is don't focus on the short short term outcomes of what you're doing focus on the long-term goal of what you're trying to do yeah. uh, because that's what keeps you on track and, and keeps you moving forward so i, I think we, we, there was a lot of times where you feel like man i can't make rent like next month and how this is never going to work and whatever uh, but when you you zoom out and you say what am i here to do uh it, it keeps you going yeah and that's a beautiful answer because you know Great they answer. can't they can't see that far i mean they can only see the tip of their nose but there's a trust factor in there, right? And that trust factor is just, you know, you are here for a reason and and, and, and it is going to work out if you just stay true, you know, to, to what you want to do. All right. My second question. My second, I got the second question. That, and that is this. Very similar. Dr. Adam sitting right now in York, Pennsylvania, but now you get to speak to Dr. Adam Harcourt, who just graduated from Life West. Okay. What one piece of advice would you give that Dr. Adam? 
Uh, just graduated. So I think I would tell him to try. I, the first thing I would tell him is get a lot more specialized and figure out what you want to do as fast as humanly possible. Doesn't mean you have to be an expert right away, but figure out what you enjoy treating and what you're good at treating. Because when you put those two together, you're going to love practice. When you see people on the, the the sheet that morning, you're like, oh, shoot, this person's coming in, that person's coming in. This is a, it, it really drains the life out of you. But when you're like, oh, I'm so excited to see these people. They're doing awesome. I love what I do. I mean, you can go forever. So find what you're good at. Find what you can treat really well. Focus on those things. Love it. Love Perfect. it. All right. Well, gang, we can well, we keep going forever. I've been telling you. Um, that's awesome. So thank you. Thanks, Adam. And Adam, I, I was going to say before Ron closes up, thank you for teaching because you could have chosen not to teach and just do what you're doing and affect so many people. But thank you. I know it's probably not easy in your schedule because um, you have a family and practice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for teaching the students and the chiropractors because, I mean, that's how we're going to really change change health. And you've inspired me because I want to go back into practice. And yes. yep. And when you said that, it just like, it kind of hit me today. of just like, find the thing. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And and I, I think I get more out of it than I, the students do. So um, I, I, I love it. I believe that all, all good instructors, all good teachers in life do, they get more, <laughs> you know, than they, than they give. Right. And, this, and then the student gets more and that's how it's a win-win, you know, but I do love that because I, it reminds me, takes me back to uh city slickers. Uh, with Billy Crystal. And uh, when he's asking Jack Palance about what is it? And he goes, it's the one thing, <laughs> the one thing. Yep. And the one thing I got to do right now is shut this podcast down as much as I don't <laughs> want to, this webcast. Um, Hey, thank you, Adam. I really appreciate it. And and Mary, of course, every week, you know, we're, we're doing these and I appreciate you so much. Uh, and to our viewers, thank you. Thank you for being with us, you know, week in and week out. Um, everybody knows that we drop the Life by Life West, you know, once, you know, on a week and the opposite week um, is the Life Leadership Line. So these Life by Life West come out twice a month and the and the leadership lines come out twice a month. Um, but, you know, thank you for spreading it, sharing it. There are people who need to hear this, especially on the migraine stuff, on the non-chiropractic side, who need to know that, you know, chiropractic, what it can do. And they got to find that specialist who can help them to get them off the drugs and get them functioning at a much higher level. Um, the other piece is, you know, for us to get that one thing, whatever it might be. You know, I think there's a lot of jewels that were dropped today. So, but thank you for being with us. And constantly, uh, we get messages all the time of what you love and thanking us and really thank you because you know we we don't we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't getting anything out of it um and just keep spreading the love man spread everything that you got but make sure you spread the message of chiropractic and let people know there is a there is a way to optimal health and that's you know through the nervous system and that's you know with chiropractic care so um we love and appreciate you until we come at you again with another life by life west for dr adam dr mary and myself we'll bid you goodbye and uh keep loving those around you hugging those around you and we'll see you next time bye bye thank, thank you, you for joining, joining us today and for the love commitment and passion you emanate every day together we know we will make this world a better place.